You're listening to The Big Finish Podcast, launched on the 7th of June, 2020. Good morning, Mr. Lovecraft. Oh, good morning, Joe. Forgive me, I didn't see you there. Let me save you the journey to the mailbox. Anything for me? Uh, the usual stack and a postcard. Ah, from sunny Florida. One is never alone when one has correspondence, is one? No, sir, one is not. Hello you, welcome to your regular weekly look at what's going on in Big Finish's world of audio drama and audiobooks. News, reviews, your emails, behind the scenes, interviews and previews. And by the way, I'm Nick Briggs. Benji Clifford here and coming up this week we'll be going behind the scenes with Doctor Who, The Lovecraft Invasion, starring Colin Baker as The Doctor. We'll also be chatting to the producer of Time Lord Victorious, delving into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com, offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release, and taking a look at the the latest reviews, whatever they are, (laughs) the latest reviews of Doctor Who Scorched Earth, also starring the aforementioned Colin Baker. And staying on the C. Baker theme, we'll be wrapping the podcast up with a 15-minute drama tease absolutely free of, you guessed it, Doctor (gasps) Who, The Lovecraft Invasion. Let's start with the latest reviews. And this week, as we mentioned, we're talking about the sixth Doctor adventure, Scorched Earth. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, Scorched Earth. Doctor, this is my time isn't it? France during the war. Uh, My dear Constance, we really should be going. No, Doctor. Tell me, is this it? Is this the end of the war? (laughs) Do you hear that? It's like an animal. Shut up! Run faster! I can feel feel the fire. Please, please don't! Who are you, girl? My name is Philip Hart Ramone, and I do not appreciate seeing defenceless young women abused by big burly men in front of a screaming mob. Whatever you think she's done, she does not deserve this. Nobody deserves this. The fire is definitely not of this earth, though I see no match with anything else in collective Time Lord knowledge. What do you mean, strike back? The war is ending. Constance, they have shamed and broken my country. Maybe that they have ruined it forever. That the France I loved is truly, truly gone. And that terrible favor deserves to be repaid. You have us tied up here. But what does fire care about ropes and wooden barns? That demon has plans for us. For all of Germany. Doctor, that plane... Ah, it's heading this way, isn't it? Very much so. Incoming! Big Finish. We love stories. Just type Scorched Earth into the little search pane thingamabob at the top of the page, uh, bigfinish.com, and you'll find this exciting Sixth Doctor adventure starring Colin Baker, Miranda Raisin, and Lisa Greenwood. First up, though, here's the reviews. It's uh, cultbox.co.uk, and they say, uh, thought-provoking and full of rich historical detail, this is another surefire winner for old Sixy, and that's a uh, four and a half stars. Four and a half is clever how they've half covered in covered mm. in that's, that's very clever. I think the pen just ran out of ink. They were going to go for a five, <laughs> you know, easily done. 
SciFiBulletin.com says this excellent piece from Chris Chapman, who's the writer, focuses on the immediate aftermath of liberation in France and the way in which a lot of pent-up fury against collaborators was unleashed. It's not the allo allo school of saucy French maid flirting with the thick Nazi. It's about horizontal collaboration, and its approach takes the show into more adult themes that it would often skirt around. A powerful, thought-provoking addition to the saga for the Sixth Doctor and Team 9 out of 10. The DigitalFix.com says the performances here are as good as ever, with Colin Baker on top form, especially balancing stopping the Furio and Lucien whilst trying to keep his companions together to help stop lives. Whilst Lisa Greenwood and Miranda Raisin really get the meat with their characters and what they go through here, Brackett's notable is when Constance, who believes the Doctor has sentenced all the innocents of Berlin to a fiery death. Uh, overall, this is a strong emotional story that puts the TARDIS crew at odds with each other and delving into new territory for the companions. Uh, who review.wordpress.com and the who has a zero instead of a, a, an o there. I just thought I'd like to mention that. Scorched Earth is the best monthly release so far this year with mature storytelling, fantastic performances from all involved, truly brilliant music and sound design and some wonderful cover art from Tom Newson. There's very little in this release that isn't perfect. Chris Chapman once again proves himself a, a brilliant writer who I hope to hear from again lots in the future flawless and highly recommended five stars five golden stars as well five golden stars Three uh, French Doctor Who Watch.com, the famous clocksmith, says the whole story works rather brilliantly. Chapman has written a truly fantastic audio that works on several levels as a drama, as a historical, and as a radically different perspective on our regulars. We've had some really great releases this year uh, already in the monthly range, ever since kicking off with the epic dark universe back in january but it has to be said scorched earth has to be the best story of the year so far an extremely impressive release it's brilliant stuff, isn't it? Lovely reviews. Blogtohu.com says Scorched Earth went above and beyond my expectations. It's the reason people prefer stories set in the past. We have a connection to these stories and the humanity is everywhere, both good and evil. It made excellent use of its time and there's nothing that could be improved upon. This story hits all of the beats it could want to. Well, michaelgolonewski.com says Scorched Earth is another strong entry into this era of canon and by far uh, one of this Doctor's most interpersonal stories. It's one that has best savoured slowly and with intention and it's an easy adventure to get lost in with its fantastic history, interesting premise and intense character drama among our Sixth Doctor audio team who continue to be on fire in regards to the quality of the stories they are given. Full of great moments of passion, humour and intrigue, Chris Chapman has delivered a fantastic listen for the main rage that will leave you exhausted but desperately hungry for more. And on the Twit-O-Sphere, uh, at Ian, Ian Robich, Robich, uh, Scorched Earth is a great story and Constance and Flip make great companions. Static is another I would recommend. To be honest, Sixie has been so well served by Big Finish. Eyepatch Stories says, well, Big <laughs> Finish, you've gone and done it again. Scorched Earth, tss, 
is an absolute classic from beginning to its very human and moving final scene. Bravo. And Jason Chisholm says, do yourself a favour and buy Scorched Earth. This is a great example of how the At Big Finish monthly adventures are still some of their best stories. At David Steele, at Chris Chapman, at Sawbones Hex, that's Colin Baker, at Lisa Greenwood 20, Lisa Greenwood, at Big Finish, that's us. Thank you so much for Scorched <laughs> Earth. Uh, I don't know why I've started doing that now. I'm just quite enjoying yeah, it. Continue, yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely perfect Doctor Who. Brilliant stuff for the regulars to get their teeth into and a finely balanced plot. I loved it. Love this TARDIS crew. Kiss. And at, at, oh, thank you. And at Chris Voob1 says, just finished Scorched Earth by Chris Chapman from Big Finish. That was simply outstanding. One of the best releases for a long time. Stunning script and with nuanced performances from at Sawbones Hex, that's Colin Baker, uh, Miranda and Lisa. At heart, a really touching human story. Tom Housen, 1218. Scorched Earth uh, from Big Finish by Chris Chapman, 81. Um, wow, this blew me away. The script's incredibly powerful uh, and so gripping. Um, <laughs> it's just become the sound effects podcast. <clears throat> uh, Lisa Groomer, 20, puts in her best performance as Flip. Um, and to finish it off, the music and sound design is terrific. A truly compelling moral story. And this is a record number of reviews, isn't it? And at Rob Cope says, More adventures in time and space last night. Scorched Earth. Chris Chapman has to be one of the best monthly releases in a while as a fiery danger threatens newly liberated France in 1944. Uh, Colin Baker continues to impress over 20 years since he joined Big Finish. I think Chris Chapman can definitely sit back with a beer tonight and think... Definitely. I think people like this. Um, Carl Will, uh, 42601337. May's MR Monthly from Big Finish is Scorched Earth by Chris Chapman, 81. And I knew I'd love this one. Sawbones Hex remains the Big Finish Doctor for me, the most consistently strong performer for over 20 years at Big Finish and his Mm. current team with a delightful flip and Connie is superb. Oh, it's a very impressive showing for Scorched Earth there. Very well deserved. Next week, we'll be looking at Doctor Who Shadow of the Sun, starring Tom Baker with Louise Jameson as Leela and John Leeson as K9, produced K-9. entirely <laughs> under COVID-19 lockdown conditions. Very good, K9. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, it's you. Coming up, <laughs> it's me. Coming up soon, we'll be going behind the scenes with Doctor Who, The Lovecraft Invasion, another great Sixth Doctor adventure starring Colin Baker, obviously, out this week. And after that, we'll be diving into my favourite thing, listeners' emails. But first, it's time for our featured releases segment. This time, we're looking at Time Lord Victorious. And for this, we present an interview we did last week with Time Lord Victorious producer Alfie Shaw. Alfie Shaw joins us on the podcast. Hello, Alfie. Hello. Oh, you can't keep me away. It was so good last no. time. I've come back for more. Welcome. Sit down. You, you've got. We've got the chair ready for you over there. Oh, thank, I'm, I'm glad you. I did request the chair, so I'm very glad that it's been put aside for me. Yes, I, I don't like the colour though. Lime green is a little bit uh, too much, I think. But, you know, each to their own. It's my favourite colour. Have you plugged it in, Benji? Uh, no, not quite yet, actually. I'll just, <laughs> just hold on. There we go. All done. All done. 
Now, so if if any of it, yes, the vibro chair, <laughs> 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 interview chair. Mm. Uh, so Alfie, the reason we're talking to you today is because you're the producer of the big finish aspect of Time Lord Victorious. Yeah. Uh, could you, uh, for those who, uh, the amazing people who don't know what Time Lord Victorious is, could you do a quick explanation of that? Yes, of course. Time Lord Victorious is this absolutely colossal project pulled together uh, by uh, the BBC, which encompasses lots of people who do Doctor Who things, so us, Titan Comics, uh, BBC Books, other licensees off the top of my head, and it's all one big glorious adventure that uh, spans all these different mediums, and there's lots of different Doctors involved, Doctors 8, 9 and 10, and it's spread out between I think October to December is when it Runs. It's a. It's a. It goes. It yeah, travels a period right. of yeah. uh, a period of time at the end of the year, and there's lots of different strands to it. And if you listen to all of it, you'll get the whole picture. But if you just listen to our bit, or if you just read the comics or the books, each bit is its own self-contained unit and is its own wonderful little story that you can enjoy on its own or as part of the greater thing. So, um, Benji, have you uh, heard much about this? I've I've seen a lot on social media. You know, it's it's hard to avoid in in the sense that there's so many aspects of the wider, I suppose, Doctor Who world involved that you kind of there's lots to kind of you know soak up everywhere really. So it's brilliant. So in terms of your involvement, then, what are the specific uh, productions that you've been uh, working on with this uh, huge project? Well, we've got a, a trilogy of Paul McGann adventures um, that's very, very shiny. Um, the first one of which includes an Ood assassin called Brian, <laughs> who... Of course. Very appropriate name. It's, oh, he's, he's such a joyous addition to the canon. He's his translator ball. He calls Mr. Ball and he talks <laughs> to it and it may or may not be telling him what to do. It's it's just a glorious glorious creation, um, and so we were sent little sort of tagline briefs for each episode from the James Goss, who's running the whole project. And the first one was the Doctor meets Brian, um, and it's it's wonderful what Carrie, the the writer, has done with it is is fabulous and wonderful. Um, and then the next two adventures are rip roaring adventures with Daleks, which obviously Nick has been very heavily involved with. Very um, heavily, yes. But the, the the first one, it's the Doctor teaming up with the Daleks to deal with a, another race and a sort of mystery in the universe because this planet shouldn't have life on it, and it does. Um, and obviously the Doctor and the Daleks have, fair to say, different approaches on how they'd like to solve that, but they need each <laughs> funny, other. Funny that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and I think they'd all be on the same page. The, <laughs> the final uh, story is... Die Hard in space where the Daleks are the Hans Gruber uh, terror team and the Doctor plays a sort of John McClane role and it's beautiful and mad and everything that you would expect from that little brief Um, so that's all wonderful and then in addition to that we have uh, two short trips uh, by sort of veteran writer Simon Gurrier and uh, wonderful newer writer Sophie Isles, which plug into bits of the the wider narrative, and both of those are master stories. So a lot of the stories deal in with Tom of Victorious, the Doctor dealing with a race called the Katuru, 
and I thought it'd be interesting to get the master's interactions with that species mm-hmm. and how it would differ from the doctor uh, engaging with them. So we have the Anthony Ainley master deals with them on a sort of jungle world and we also have the Delgado master which is a short trip that ties into one of the Paul McGann adventures but you'll only sort of know that once you listen to both of them but if you listen to them separately it doesn't affect them either it's just a sort of lovely little touch piece between the two Um, and we chose the early masters because we haven't really done much with them with Big Finish and I wanted to get a something new and, and, and shiny for the whole project and we've got John Colshaw reading them who can do them both insanely well it's, <laughs> he's great isn't he it's Fantastic. just amazing um, and when he did the Anthony Ainley laugh Lisa and myself just were just <laughs> sitting back in our chairs grinning from ear to ear that's Lisa Bowerman Lisa, who's directing. Yes. Lisa Bowerman is directing the short trips and Scott Hancock is directing all of the full cast stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's everything. Maybe. We might have something yeah. else. We can't Got talk about Got something up it. your sleeve? Oh, we can't say. We can't Ooh. say, but there might be more. And if there is, you'll hear about it soonish. Thank you very much Lots for... Lots of goodies uh, there. Yeah. Thanks for joining us to uh, tease us about the upcoming Time Lord Victorious. When's the first uh, Big Finish audio out? The first Big Finish audio is out in October, which is the first of the McGann trilogy, and I think also the short trips will be out then as well. Well, we very much look forward to those. Thank you, Alfie, for thank giving you. us a little tingly tease. Thank, thank you for giving me a tingly chair, and I will always come back to tease. <laughs> I'll unplug it now, Benji. It's fine. Okay, yep, yep. Um, Oh, we look forward to you joining us at some future time, Alfie. Thank you. As do Goodbye. I. Thanks very much, the guys. Bye bye. So just go to bigfinish.com and type Time Lord Victorious into the search pane, and you'll find Mutually Assured Destruction by Lizzie Hopley, The Enemy of My Enemy by Tracy Ann Baines, He Kills Me, He Kills Me Not by Carrie Thompson, Master Thief by Sophie Isles, and Lesser Evils by Simon Guria. Are there any women here? Uh, So a huge thank you to Alfie for joining us last week. Onwards! As we mentioned, we'll soon be going behind the scenes with Doctor Who, the Lovecraft Invasion, and we'll be giving you a 15-minute drama tease. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Of that story. But first, it's time for listeners' emails. Well, there we go. You know what time it is. It's the email time. That's right. I've yes. actually got a little watch here with just a. There's no clock. You know, no clock face as such. It's no. just an email. Just um, says email a clock. It says email a clock. Yeah. And so I always know what time <laughs> it is. And if you want to send <sighs> us an email, it's so easy, so simple. All you have yes. to do is send it yes. to podcast at yes. bigfinish.com. Podcast yes. at bigfinish.com. Right, got, got that it. one down. Excellent. Got it. Excellent. Got it. Get it. Got, got it. the pencil the wrong way around, but never mind. <sighs> never mind. Knows. <laughs> First up, then, here's one from George Hewitt. Dear Nick and Benji, 
That's it. That's the email. No, it's not. Um, I hope you're both well. I just thought I'd write in to say how much I love the Big Finish podcast. Every week, it is something that I look forward to, and my excitement towards it is always justified by the sheer amount of hard work you put in to make the podcast so high quality. All that polishing. All that. Um, I especially love the interviews and feature releases sections, as I find the -the behind-the-scenes details highly interesting. The podcast has been a highlight of my week for a while now especially amid the current pandemic mm. um, that's when all these current buns started popping up everywhere was the, the, yes, current, the current pandemic yeah. um, I mean it's something you know it's a good review when someone says that this podcast is better than COVID-19 yeah well I'd be worried if it wasn't um, <laughs> I, I would also like to raise a little quibble I've had Since the weekly deals began at the start of lockdown, any deals which have been on the Big Finish website have been download only, i.e. there's been no discount for CD releases. As someone who likes to collect CDs, this is a little frustrating, because there have been a few times where a release that I'd like to buy has been discounted, but only on the download version. Despite the above, I listen to a lot of Big Finish, and I've listened to even more than usual during lockdown. So thanks for everything you do. Kind regards, best wishes, George Hewitt. Thanks for that one, George. Well, George, here's my answer to that. Uh, The reason that the CDs haven't been on offer is because our warehouse has been closed during lockdown. And we knew that when the warehouse opens again, which is very, very soon, and there will be an announcement on that very, very soon, um, there'll be a huge backlog of orders for them to deal with. So we didn't want to make the situation worse for our warehouse staff by giving them loads of um, special offer CDs to send out as well. So really, it, we're just saving them and ourselves from a mountain of um, work that will take even longer to fulfil. Uh, I dare say that once the warehouse is back in operation that some of our offers will include CDs. So really sorry about that. I know, you know, it's no, it's no fun if you prefer the CDs not to be able to get them at a discounted rate, but I'm sure CDs will be discounted in future. As I say, look out for that news about the Big Finish warehouse reopening. Here's one from Jonathan Kirk, a close relation of James T. Kirk, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Uh, Dear Nick and Benji, I just want to say how much I love the human frontier. Mm, I wonder why I picked this email. But can't can't help but notice that just as stuff gets interesting, it ends. What do you mean? Just uh, Surely it was interesting at the beginning. There are quite a few loose ends to tie up and plenty of story for the human frontier too. I just had an email from Jason Haig Ellery asking me what the budget was. He's trying to work out whether I'm allowed to do another one. And I sincerely hope there will be uh, two and that it comes soon. Well, write to Jason Haig Ellery and ask him. I do, of course, know that it really depends on how it sells. Ask Jason Haig Ellery. Uh, to that end, I'm including a little video review in this email, as you requested. It was unscripted and contains a lot of ums and correcting myself. So I hope it's still usable for you. Well, we, we'll use some clips, mate. That's what we do. But please feel free to use it if you can. Thank you very much much i did however make good use of my screen uh, green screen in my video and put the ship from the promotional video behind me looks really cool it's great actually you can see the and you can see the uh, human frontier ship looming behind jonathan i also was wondering if nick briggs and lucy briggs owen had any relation you mean are we related of course having the name Briggs had me wondering and in addition in the behind the scenes it sounded like they knew each other we don't we do know each other because we work together a lot and we get on really really well and no we are not related at all when I first met her I said oh are you a Briggs and she said no 
think the, I think the Briggs was added into her name uh, because of equity rules about you know what I mean one yeah. act to having to have a different name and there's some reason for it and I keep saying this I don't know whether it's a complicated reason that I just lost interest in hearing about or whether she was a bit cagey about it I think it was a heady mixture of both anyway uh, Jonathan continues I also like to note at the beginning of each episode when the cast was introduced each time I thought at first that the scene had changed and someone was using a futuristic or alien greeting Peptiluncuse uh, then when Genevieve Gaunt was announced and I realised it was Peptiluncuse a member of the <laughs> cast but I thought it was funny and you might like to hear the anecdote thank you I've heard it uh, thanks for your work Jonathan Jack W. Kirk Stardate. Yes. And finally, here is an email from one of our favourites, Carol DeChesno. Dear Nick and Benji. Hello, it's me again. I just finished listening to the current podcast and it's as outstanding as ever. Oh, the new you, upcoming time slip sounds really, really good and I'm definitely looking forward to it. I've already pre-ordered the new Jamie Anderson stuff. If the story looks interesting, or in this case, sounds interesting, then my interest is definitely caught. Um, I still have to pre-order the two upcoming Warmaster volumes, but it's going to have to wait until next payday, as I've also just pre-ordered the other two volumes of Out of Time. So today's purchases included several dramatised readings from the Dark Shadow imprint, with Volume 3 of The Avengers... Uh, the Avengers... Um, adaptation and volumes two and three of Out of Time, since I had already pre-ordered volume one earlier. Pretty much hit my purchasing quota for this payday. This makes me sad as there's so much more I've got my eyeball on. You're probably tired of hearing me repeat how much I loved Human Frontier, but it can never be said enough in my opinion. As Thank soon you. as my phone's <laughs> charged, I'm going for another listen. I try my hey. hand at a video review, except I don't know how to do it. I barely <laughs> use my smartphone or the IM or texting features. Um, it's really, really hard to get me to even look at my phone. <laughs> um, Ironic, really, since I answer phones at my clinic for a living, in addition to making appointments. I'm just not really a phone person outside of work. Okay, my enough. time's better spent reading, or in the case of audios, listening. There we go. Well, thank, thank you, you very, very much, much, Carol. Yes, uh, and I'm really, really glad that you like The Human Frontier. Uh, and, and I think you're right. It can never be said enough. <laughs> I agree with your opinion. I'm sorry that you're... You, I mean, well, you don't have to be a phone person. I'm not really much of a phone person. I'm always... Like this morning it rang and I had terrible trouble finding it. Anyway, I blame that on my wife. Uh, th <laughs> that's it for the emails this week. But keep them coming into podcast at bigfinish.com. More next time. Time now to go behind the scenes with Doctor Who, the Lovecraft Invasion. My name is Rob Valentine and I am the writer of the Lovecraft Invasion. Just remember that no work of art should ever be approached unwarily. They have lives of their own just as we do. And in some cases, they are not on our side. Like this place. Nice. Nothing to play to that.
I got chatting to John Ainsworth, the producer, and he asked me to submit three ideas for a, a Sixth Doctor, Constance and Philip story. And of the three ideas I pitched, the one I really hoped he'd go for was The Doctor Meets H.P. Lovecraft. And uh, fortunately he did. My name is Lisa Greenwood and I play Flip Jackson. <laughs> and my name is Colin Baker and I don't play Flip Jackson. I play the Doctor. Mm -hmm. It is nice to have a chance mm -hmm. to do just the two of us for a change because the dynamic changes. I mean, who I am when I'm with both of them is a different person to the who, the who that I am when I'm just with one of them. It's a nice opportunity. Yeah, it's a completely different dynamic. So the character I play with the Doctor is slightly different, but what I do enjoy about going off on your own adventure as well, like say if Colin has, has um, gone off on an adventure with Constance, your character gets to grow a little bit more. So you, you tend to find different aspects of your character because they're put in the deep end. Me and Colin have a relate, or me and the Doctor, or, I'm getting confused, Flip and the Doctor, have a real kind of like father daughter but also f kind of best friendy relationship yeah. they've got real banter and i think they know where their relationship is so when she gets set off on her own she gets to explore different avenues and i do i quite like that as well banter banter babes i'm miranda raisin and i play constance clark mrs clark what on earth is going on <sighs> yes i'll try to explain but you may find it all rather hard to believe Try me. So it's very different to the other stories that I've read, and uh, it's quite a sort of psychological thriller, almost more than more than anything else. You know, it was nice the last one we recorded where everybody sticks together, but it's also quite nice as well when there are kind of splinter groups, you know, and you get to sort of be with with other people. So yeah, and interesting new characters as well. It's quite fun, especially with this particular TARDIS crew of. Um, the Sixth Doctor, Constance and Flip, because they all bounce off each other so well. So, um, to be honest, all you really need to do is put them in a uh, tricky situation and, uh, you know, a 2012 shop girl, a 1940s Wren from Bletchley Park and a grumpy Time Lord. They're a good match in any tricky situation because there's always something for them to bicker about. But also it's fun in certain situations where two of the three fall into, you know, unlikely agreements with each other against the other one. So, you know, they're they're a really lovely bunch to write for. I had a chocolate brownie for breakfast. How bad is that? Made by Yeah. Robin. Made by Robin. Yeah. I love it That's when people bring in cakes. Robin who plays Calypso. And they're brilliant. Brought in some gluten-free chocolate brownies yeah, chocolate and from chips. now on I want all my brownies gluten-free Yeah, really. if they good. taste like that I'm Robin Holdaway and I'm playing Calypso Jones Mr Lovecraft oh how could I have been so stupid we don't have time for that Mrs Clark we can't have gone far surely I hope not because he's got the doctor flip and the end of the world in his head come on my character Calypso is the coolest person I will ever play. <laughs> Calypso's far cooler than me. They are a bounty hunter. They are, I, I cannot remember the line offhand, but I think it's, they are a pansexual, mixed race, not even fully human race, non-binary transgender bounty hunter from Io, moon of Jupiter. They are incredibly driven by what they need. They're less moral than perhaps the Doctor, because the Doctor is the sort of height of morality, whereas they, they need money. I was chatting to Tom about it, and there's that Han Solo element of being chased across, probably in debt to various interesting people with their own ship and all of this. And 
I think is still quite young but has made a name for themselves at what they do. I think Calypso is wickedly intelligent and also very practical but a little bit merciless. It's interesting because we haven't seen them all meet Robin um, so you haven't we've sort of missed that bit but you know we imagine that there have been these conversations with this lady who's current time is you know the early 1940s it's all language that's completely unfamiliar and concepts probably that are quite unfamiliar to to Constance but but of course you know they travel the universe and see different species so it won't be the most extraordinary thing she's heard of. I'm loving Alan Marriott's voice so he plays Carter and um, also Lovecraft yeah and he's just got such a great quality and I've been watching him in the booth and he actually reminds me of Robin Williams the same sort of energy, such a high energy actor. Good um, New England accent as well. Mm. My name is Alan Marriott, and I play H.P. Lovecraft and Carter. I have visited your kingdoms in dream, and swung among the many columns of Yachnadle. He is not Nyarlathotep, and he is not righteous. He'll destroy everything and everyone you love. Carter is kind of the hero that Lovecraft always wanted to be. I've given him a slightly lower voice and made him a bit more a bit more butch, really. Because <laughs> Lovecraft, in many ways, was, we don't really know what he sounded like. He was said to have had a very high-pitched, quite nasal voice with a fairly strong New England accent. So that's what I've done with him, to, to give him, put him as close as I know. But as I said, there's no actual recordings of Lovecraft. So I've gone the opposite way with Carter and made him, given him a lower voice and you know, a bit more, bit more gravitas. I wasn't as, as familiar as uh, some people in the cast were with Lovecraft's world, but you really can't be an avid reader and not, you know, so many of Lovecraft's um, ideas and what became future imagery have gone into the pantheon of, of science fiction and suspense and horror, really. And if you go to bigfinish.com and type Lovecraft into the search pane at the top, you know, the little round oh, yeah, that's such yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. then you'll find this rather lovely Sixth Doctor adventure. And we'll be dramatising you with the Lovecraft invasion soon, but before that, it's time to give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Yes, it's time for the Randomoid Selectatron. <laughs> So well, you're going to like this one, Nick. You're going to oh, really like this Is it like the human frontier? <laughs> it's the human frontier. No, it's um, number 3.2, Dalek Empire, The Healers. Dalek Empire, Written, The Healers. Written by Nicholas Briggs, starring David this is Tennant from Dalek Empire. William yeah. Gaunt. This is from uh, Dalek Empire 3, isn't it? Mm, it is indeed. Is that it right? Indeed, yes. Yeah. Available as a download. Well, this is going to be... It's already reduced in price, so this is going to be a real bargain. Um, Here's a trailer for Dalek Empire 3. The Daleks will be exterminated forever! I wanted to know the truth. We think there were three of them. Three of what? Demons. They are transmitting false recognition code information. Let's go! Exterminate! Ah! What's happening? Leave us alone! She is crying! Emergency Council is convened! Had I really been created by the Daleks? Ah! 
It's a war now, Dan. Let's just hope my heart's in it. It's a pretty horrible planet, isn't it? Well, we won't be here for long. It's the telepathic legacy of a great warrior called Karlendorf. Telepathic? Yes. Yes, I was skeptical too. Goodbye! Dad! Sounds like someone's causing them quite a bit of trouble. But who? And are they on our side or not? We'll have him looked over in our sick bed. He hasn't got the plague, if that's what you're worried about. And who the hell are you, anyway? Both of you! Sent trajectory confirmed. Sigh, you're confused. Uh, Understandably so, just but. Keep I... away from me, alright? Refueling station Epsilon Gamma 09 to Dalek Command. Praxis wardens are attacking and have breached outer wall. Open fire! It's just sort of bits of Daleks, wasn't it? Bits and pieces attached to machines and a sort of long conveyor belt thing with only the bottom halves of Daleks just sitting there. Loads of them stretching off into the distance. Was I dreaming that? Any sign of Dalek activity? Nothing as yet. The essentials are that we work for the Galactic Union and we were here to find out about the Daleks. And what have you found out about them? Well worth giving a listen. I've got a lot of time for Dalek Empire. It reminds me of happy days lounging around in the sun on holiday, listening to the whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't, I, you know, oh, so it was great to work with David. Uh, I have to say, I mean, I, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this now, but he did campaign hard to get this job with me. <laughs> and then I phoned him up uh, and said, look, I've written a script and there's a great part for you, sort of the lead in this. And he said, oh, I'm at the National Theatre and I'm doing this. And he said, oh, do you know what? I think I'd rather come and do this with you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he came in and I said, can I tell people that you turned down the History Boys in order to do uh, Big Finish? And he said, yeah, let's say that. It's not exactly true. <laughs> <laughs> there were other things around at the time as well. But anyway, um, I think that we can stretch this 25% discount to the whole of Dalek Empire 3. And I shall put oh. that to uh, Sue Cowley. Sue's very good. You might notice uh, she's our digital assets manager. And you, you were, may notice that sometimes these discounts I, and I really do advise you go and try them uh, she adds in other things you know she beefs it up with a few other relevant things so it's it's not always just the thing we're saying is getting the 25% discount so yeah I'm saying it's going to be Dalek Empire 3 that gets the discount here that's a mega um, bargain as well it's, mega because yeah, there's quite great. a lot of it isn't there there's how many really one two three four six episodes oh, I think six, yeah six that's absolutely banging deal yeah. banging that uh, would you like to explain? I think it's your turn to explain how yeah, to get I'd the discount. Yeah, Happily, Nick, happily. All you need to do is go to bigfinish.com, the website, that's what it is. You go to the podcast section along the, the menu at the top. And then when you're in there, you'll, have, you'll see our, our bonces there. And uh, it says read more, and it's the latest podcast. So when you click on the read more, there's a blurb, which is strange enough. Oh. Actually, oh, there we go. Um, there's a blurb there, and it will tell you where to click. It says just click here to enter the code buck up. So you enter. Yeah 
for the code buck up on on that link there b-u-c-k-u-p all capital letters no spaces when you enter it in there it'll bring you to the release and there you'll be able to get your discount give it a go it's a it's a real little sort of uh hidden hidden uh secret but uh you know you can save some pennies yeah is it hidden well well done thank you thank you well, there we go. Thanks again, Ran, always delivering the goods. Uh, time now to uh, give a big thanks to all of you out there listening. A heartfelt thanks for all of your support. It's fab yes. to have you here. Goodbye. Oh, yes. Oh, goodbye. Oh, by the way, while we're away, why not entertain yourself with the first 15 minutes of Doctor Who, the Lovecraft invasion, absolutely free. <laughs> travels in space and time. Now hurry up and bring that scanner of yours over here. Quickly! Right. Okay. I've not seen that before. Uh, right. Ah. How long before this place uh, goes up? For my liking, Flip, not long enough. creature really is capable of space-time displacement, we'll have to track it down through the vortex. How? I'm still working that bit out. Home in on its Zygma signature. They made it using Zygma energy? Oh, I might have known. Oh, the more I learn about this Somnifax, the worse this holiday is getting. Oh, I'll say. I've got a lock. What happens if it reaches civilization? Like I said, it'll look for a host and manifest their darkest thoughts and feelings against the rest of the population. That's mental. It's diabolical. Imagine it, whole armies wiped out by their own nightmares. Yes, as sentient bioweapons go, it is rather impressive, I'll give you that. Ah, now I've calculated its trajectory. It's heading deeper into the solar system and further back in time. It's obviously very keen to get as far away from... 51st century Titan as it can. Let's see. Uh, 
We're just passing 34th century Jupiter now. 22nd century Mars. Speedy little beggar, isn't it? It's remarkable. If only it weren't so malevolent. Ah. Hold on, we're right on its tail. Oh, good. And it's heading straight for Earth. Because of course it is. Uh, it's entering Earth's atmosphere. Constance, read off the altimeter. Yes, uh, uh, 20,000 feet. 21st century China. Uh, 10,000 feet. Britain in the mid-1980s. 5,000 feet. Mid-Atlantic Ocean, 1950s. East coast of America. It's made landfall. In... 1937. Sold. Hold on tight. This is going to be a bumpy one. Good morning, Mr. Lovecraft. Ah, good morning, Joe. Forgive me, I didn't see you there. Uh, let me save you the journey to the mailbox. Anything for me? Uh, the usual stack, and a postcard. Ah, from sunny Florida. One is never alone when one has correspondence, is one? No, sir, one is not. Although a senorita or two down Volusia Way wouldn't hurt either. I do not appreciate that kind of talk, Joseph. Good day. Sorry, Mr. Lovecraft. Didn't mean nothing by it. Watch your step. Thank you. I shall. Aunt Annie? Aunt Annie, are you in? Oh, no, of course you're not. Howard, old man, what is to be done with you? Oh! Oh! Sunday, January 16th, 1937. My dearest Sonia, I trust you will forgive this typewritten letter, but I am finding handwriting an uncomfortable task at present. In fact, it is in relation to my ongoing health woes that I am writing you now. My darling, if you will still permit me that expression. I must confess something to you. The truth is that I never signed the final decree of our divorce, meaning that, legally speaking at least, we remain husband and wife. My darling, the truth is that... Uh, the truth is... Oh... Some things a gentleman shouldn't commit to paper, old man. Huh? That's funny. <clears throat> hmm. But it stopped short never to go again. How apt. What the? Ah!
What kind of landing was that? Well, I did say it would be bumpy. Where are we again? Rhode Island, 1937. More specifically, the city of Providence. How divine. It's freezing. Yes, well, that's New England in January for you. Good. Means there shouldn't be too many civilians about. Why would this Somnifex creature come here? Now that, Mrs. Clark, is an excellent question. Oh, so's this. What are we going to do when we find it? Relax, kid. I've come prepared. <sighs> Feast your eyes on the latest in psychic warfare tech. As well as the Zygma meter, which you've already met, we have three psionic inhibitor mind patches to neutralize any unwary hosts. And to catch the thing, one psychotronic snare and an ionized containment flask. Um, once we've caught it? It pains me to say it. But we'll have to return it to the orbital lab to perish in the explosion it just escaped. That's not your call, Doc. There's a bounty on this thing, and I mean to collect. No, it's far too dangerous to try. And... Well, perhaps we could debate the ethics later and catch it first. The lady's right, Doc. We have to stop it before it turns this planet into a nightmare-infested hell world. Which probably won't take it very long. I believe you. Flip, Constance, this isn't the jaunt I promised you at breakfast, so... Uh... You're welcome to stay in the TARDIS and sit this one out. No way, Doctor. We're coming too. Oh. You took the words right out of my mouth, Philippa Ramon. Doctor, I have a feeling this job's going to take all four of us. Stop. Hmm? This is it. 66 College Street. There's a psionic hotspot right here. Well, it looks peaceful enough. Don't you believe it? It must be inside. What do we do? Go up and knock? Oh, it's what I usually do. Okay, but don't forget, if it latches onto you, your darkest impulses will take physical form and try and kill the rest of us. Duly noted. Better keep those mind patches handy. Follow me. One last thing. Mm, what? It's a little awkward, but best to bring it up now. What? Look, from what you guys have told me, I get the impression you travel around the universe doing good and generally having adventures, right? Well, we... Sort of. After a fashion. Mm. OK. And would it be fair to say this is a not-for-profit enterprise you've got going? Well, we don't exactly invoice Calypso. Saving the universe tends to be its own reward. Good. Because the bounty on this thing's pretty significant and, well, like, I really hate sharing. Oh, you needn't worry on that score. Once we've dealt with it, any financial remuneration for doing so is yours. Thanks, Doc. I knew you were a good one. Now, if we're quite done negotiating the fiscal arrangements, may we proceed? Sure. Let's do this. <clears throat> Providence. What was that, Doctor? Oh, I don't know. I know we're having a busy day, but I can't help but think I'm missing something obvious. Interesting obvious or vitally important obvious? Mm. Never mind. It's probably nothing. Ah! Oh, behind the car! Take cover! What are They're bad news, whatever they are. Doctor, take the mind patch and get inside. They fit like a skull cap. Find whoever's dreaming these things up and put it on them. I'll cover you. Understood! Help, Father! Help! Flip! Flip, take my head! Calypso, help! There are too many of them! Where'd they go? I found the host. You can come inside. Uh, he's through here. 
Did I apply the mind patch correctly? <laughs> you did it perfectly, Doc. Well done. Is he OK? Mm. Right now, he's the safest person on Earth. It's the rest of us I'm worried about. Who is he? Um, H.P. Lovecraft? Hmm, odd name. H.P. Lovecraft? You know him. Oh, well played, Somnifax. Well played. Who is he? Howard Phillips Lovecraft, an American author of weird fiction. Well, I've never heard of him. He was a failure in his own lifetime, but hugely influential after his death. Oh, this is bad. Why? What kind of stuff did he write? Precisely the stuff that the Somnifax needs, Calypso. Nightmare fuel. Oh, oh. Doctor, uh, he's coming round. What? What happened? Try to stay calm, Mr. Lovecraft. You've had a funny turn, that's all. Who are you? She's Mrs. Clark, that's Flip. This is Calypso, and I'm the Doctor. And if you're H.P. Lovecraft, oh. then those bat creatures out there must have been... Night gaunts. Yes, Flip. How did you know that? Don't look that surprised. My big cousin Darren was a right gamer back in the day. I grew up with Call of Cthulhu. Uh, what are you people talking about? Who are you? And what's a gamer? Please don't excite yourself, Mr. Lovecraft. Like I said, I'm the Doctor. <gasps> oh, no. How bad is it? Everything's absolutely fine, sir. Calypso, what's the battery life on his mind patch? Six hours tops. We have two more, but I'm not sure his brain could take all three in succession. It would only delay the inevitable anyway. The inevitable? Uh, just a figure of speech. Oh, my head feels peculiar. What happened to me? That'll be the Somnifax hunkering down in his posterior parietal cortex. Oh, oh Lord, that's just how far they went. I really don't think it is, mate. Doctor, I don't have the tools to extricate it safely. And what about your psychotronic snare? If we can get the Somnifax out in the open, sure, but not while it's embedded. At least, not without killing the host. Well, that's not an option. But what if... The... I said no, Calypso. Then I don't know what else we can do. The local time is 8.30am, so we have until half past two this afternoon. I wonder... Uh, 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 these cyanic inhibitors of yours create a particle field that blocks psychic energy from coalescing into matter, correct? Sounds about right. Then if one were to modify a unit's particle generator to transmit said energy through a host unit's field hub, it should be possible to project one's psychic imprint into the contained subject's latent psionic framework. Does that mean what I think it means? Well, if you think it means I intend to project myself into the Somnifax's rendering of Mr. Lovecraft's subconscious, then yes, it does. Well, good grief. Somebody has to go in there and fight the Somnifax from the inside. Do this one too, Doctor. Why? Because I'm coming with you. Oh, I'm sorry, Flip. It'll be far too dangerous. No more dangerous than staying here and waiting for him to start bashing out monsters again. You're going to need help in there, Doctor. And I know my Lovecraft, remember? Oh. Oh, very well. Put this on and lie down. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Now, Mrs. Clark, out of the four of us, you'll be the one he has most in common with, so please do your best to make him comfortable. Calypso, keep that snare of yours handy. Mm -hmm. Flip and I will be as quick as we can. Be uh, careful, won't you? Always. Ready, Flip? Ready. Then here we go. Ah! Oh! 
You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.